Well, what is up, everybody, and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true, and you join me here in Melbourne, Australia, for another day of Bible reading. We are getting tantalizingly close to the end of our Bible plan. And look, I'm excited, not because we're wrapping this up, but because we've completed the whole entire Bible plan, which is very, very exciting. Five more days to go only five and we have completed the entire bible reading plan a massive welcome to you if you're joining us on spotify apple podcasts youtube or any of our other platforms it's great to have you here with us today let's have a look at what scriptures we're going to be reading still no coffees while we're here in melbourne that's okay we will get into our bible let's have a look today proverbs chapter 31 verse 10 to 20 revelation chapter 18 verse 1 to 17 and nehemiah chapter 5 verse 1 to chapter 7 verse 3 so those are our scriptures for today make sure you get amongst those have a read of them and have a look because uh, it is a Bible reading plan. You probably need to read the Bible. Like I said, no brews. So let's get into the Bible for today, the reason that we are here. Money and our relationship to money is a very important thing to try and navigate in life. Money is one of those things that can actually bring separation to a relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship, a friendship, or a family relationship. All the money in the world cannot compensate for an unhappy marriage, nor can it single-handedly make a marriage happy. The truth is, Anyone who has a happy marriage lacks nothing of value. That's what we read today in the Bible. And I'll be honest, I found this to be true when it comes to being married. I'm not an expert yet. I'll be honest, I've only been married uh, at the time of the recording of these devotionals for five years now. But honestly, the happier the marriage is, the more value that it brings to life. Happiness, however, is not about being pleasant with one another. That's not what I'm talking about today. It's not even about superficial, uh, it's not even, sorry, it's not even about a superficial facade that we present It's an inner knowing that we respect, love, and honor each other. And when we're ready and happy to play the roles in this marriage that we're supposed to play as husband and as wife, and when we have a united front around our finances, that's when we have a happy marriage. One of the statements that's made today about wives is the one around a wife of noble character. And this is something that's linked to money as well as other traits as well. Proverbs makes it really clear that a sign of wisdom is how you actually handle your finances. We see that the noble character is wise around finances too. Earning money, saving money, and giving money in generosity. Unity in marriage around finances and applying wisdom in how you use money proactively can save you a lot of heartbreak later down the line. This is actually true for singles as well. You learn to be wise with your money when you're single. And I'm grateful for a wife who has come into our marriage with more wisdom than I have in this area. Well, I commit to learning about it later in life. While you're single, apply wisdom and learn. That's my biggest learnings of my single days. Growing up in and around the church, however, I've heard many things said about money, about how money is evil, but how it's also good, about how the rich are enemies of God, but also how God wants to favor people financially. I've heard about how we should give everything away, but also how we should store up an inheritance for future generations. To me, it seems that there's a real mix of opinion when it comes to money. As far as I'm aware of studying the Bible this year and doing my diploma and the last 11 years of ministry, there's no clear ban or directive from God to make money, to save money, uh, and enjoy the good things of life. There's not a ban on these things. What we are warned about, however, is selfish uh, accumulation, uh, that that didn't look like that was what that word was. We are warned about selfish uh, accumulation, 
unhealthy obsession and putting trust in our riches these things are where sin swindles where sin dwells and takes us away from god so that's what we've got to look out for we've got to look out for these things where finances leads us to selfish accumulation just saving 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 so that we can have lots of money an unhealthy obsession with money like smaug the dragon and the hobbit and putting our trust in riches over putting our trust in god that in scripture is where we see a clear warning against those things the truth of scripture is also that money is not a neutral object jesus himself said that you can't serve both god and mammon that's in matthew 6 24. now mammon was the god of wealth in cart in Carthage. now money seems to actually uh, have the same characteristics of a god small small lowercase g there whether it's security freedom power influence status or prestige money is something that offers us so much in the way of alternative worship to a god other than our own god in this passage in revelation john has a vision about the fall of babylon now in reality this wouldn't come to pass for another 320 years when the roman empire was overthrown in ad 412. babylon actually represents any power that sets itself up apart from god like money babylon was an alternative form of worship john highlights for us the weaknesses that run behind Babylon's downfall. See if there's any that cross over to your society today. He talks about every evil spirit being at home there. That's in verse 2. In verse 3, he talks about how adultery was everywhere. In verse 3, 7, and 9, he talks about excessive luxury that leads to arrogance. And finally, in verse 13, he talks about human trafficking being very prevalent in the society. When it comes to riches, splendor, and luxury they, they all come and go none of them stick around for too long and john he warns uh, us today to not be contaminated by babylon this is the warning that he gave the people of the day but it's also true for us today as well to ensure that we do not be contaminated by babylon finally in nehemiah we read about a leader who was great with money i heard it said once that the only thing wrong with money is that there isn't enough of it <laughs> well, we are all going to face tough times financially that's true how we respond to these moments is so important. In our passage today, we see that Nehemiah was facing a very tough challenge. Some people didn't have enough money to stay alive. Others were mortgaging their fields and homes, and others were borrowing money just to pay tax. For a leader of the people trying to rebuild a city, this is a very tough challenge to face. So what did he do? Well, he did three things. Num number one, he pondered. That's in verse seven. In verse seven, we see that what he does is something we should all do when we're facing financial toughness. The first place to start is with pondering, to think about it, not just to consider it lightly, but to actually apply thought carefully to the situation. And the second thing he did after he thought about it was that he called a meeting. He had a meeting to discuss the situation, not just to waste time or complain or to wallow in their sadness, but to be productive and, and proactive in telling people that what they're doing isn't right, that they needed to change the way that they were living. And then he lived a life of great example. How did he do this? He did this through integrity, modesty, generosity, and a great work ethic. He devoted himself to the work that he had on the wall and he kept on going. This enabled him to finish what he started, which is a huge achievement. We love to start things. And at the same time, we don't always love finishing what we start. Nehemiah, though, had follow through. The ability to do what he had said he would do. This navigation through financial crisis saw him able to to sort sorry saw him to be able to complete the project 
It's the same for our lives too. Sometimes we actually need to shift the focus on how we think and behave in relationship to money if we want to achieve the results that we're wanting to see. Verse of the day. Verse of the day today, Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 9, now strengthen my hands. This is a great request to make of God, to have your hands strengthened for the work that God has given you to complete, whether it's family, whether it's financial, or whether it's work focus related, no matter where you are, pray this prayer, God strengthen my hands. And that is it for day 360 of 365 days of Bible reading. We are getting incredibly close. I'm so excited. Congratulations for after today, four days to go. We are so incredibly close to reading the whole Bible in a year. I hope you're as stoked as I am. I'm pumped for you and I'm praying for you as you're reading the scriptures today that God will reveal more of himself to you as you go through this Bible devotional. Hey, that is it for today. A massive blessing over you and your family and your household and your work and your face. Have a great rest of the day if it's a study of day. Unless it's sleep time, good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for another day of the Daily Brew.